episode of the What If Our Cineos ESL Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about, oh God, the whole stay at home and get rich thing. You know, there are so many advertisements out there in regards to e-work on the internet, right? And again, it all makes sense because again, e-work and whatnot, but see, some of us could be we're, we're so, we're, we're, we could be gullible, we could be naive, and we could believe the BS that we actually see on the internet. Now, like, in the emergence of the American culture scape over the last five years, with people talking about, uh, you know, they're in their Lamborghini, they're in a garage, you know, you got a lot of the, what is it, 18 to 25-year-olds out there, you know, trading cryptocurrency, and, um, you know, they're just taking a lot of their, uh, taking advantage of a lot of their followers, whether it's on Twitter, this and that. There's a guy by the name of CoffeeZilla who exposes these types of scammers. And it's because they're so annoying. They're fake gurus. They say, yeah, I'm rich. You can get rich very easily by doing this and doing that. Look where I am. Another guy's name was Billy Jean. And again, it was in regards to marketing. But the way he used to make those videos and whatnot, I'm like, dude, why do why are you hiring a model to show half her body in your video just to get likes and people to buy your course? Like the 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 crazy part of all of this, these whole get rich quick schemes is that people bait into them, you know. And so an advertisement can read something like, "Make money while you work at home, no skill required." You know, a lot of those very corrupted, as a matter of fact, this is something that I was going to talk on my podcast about within the last two months. There was a girl uh, that moved to Bangkok because she got a job being paid very well. And it was in an office not too far from here. And the office had a sign and everything. I don't know how they were able to orchestrate everything that quickly. But let's just say she got a job offer. She quit her job. She moved to Bangkok. She accepted this job. And I forgot what it was, but this job apparently had needed some of her money or something like that. And after they got her money, they disappeared. They shut down their office. All of this happened within 24 hours. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. And guess where she found that job at? Craigslist. Now, this is where I don't know if people still use Craigslist. I wouldn't even get near that thing, you know. But um, there are a lot of people out there that take advantage of uh of you know just everybody in general and you know if you have a hundred thousand followers and you're posting pictures like these instagram model you know models that are posting their half naked photos on a yacht they're going to these big you know parties like the fire festival which is the biggest collapse in human history um you know there's just so many different things like that fake entrepreneurs and fake gurus get into the next thing you know they end up getting caught and thrown in jail they end up being regulated and looked into by the FBI, the ECC, the, all, all these different organizations because you're just trying to take advantage of people with this whole get rich quick scheme. And so what we're gonna do, we're gonna listen to a conversation, okay? Um, And this conversation is gonna be between two people discussing that specific advert. Okay, so A, let's listen to some of these questions. Do the speakers think that the advert is a, about a real job? Number one. Two, what do they think are the advantages of working at home? And C, what do they think the disadvantages are? And so we're going to dive into this right here, right now.
Hmm. Hmm. True. It depends on the type of job. It depends on a lot of stipulations, right? And so, obviously, if everybody... Big shout out to my Indian folks. I love you guys. You know, my folks out there. Noida, Delhi, you name it. Um, you guys... Well, again, but you know, the Indian contingent is probably... You guys are like 25th on the country list, so you guys don't listen to me too often. Uh, but, let's be honest. If you guys did e-work and you guys stopped commuting, it would really reduce the amount of pollution and guess what the amount of cancer that like that cancer rate in india more than a million people die a year of cancer in india and that's just the and that's just the bottom line it could be upwards to 10 to maybe even 20 million because obviously there are just so many people in india right so i remember during the shutdown with COVID last year uh i forgot what town it was but a town in india for the first time in 40 years they were able to see the himalayas and I was like, oh my God, so you're telling me the pollution is so bad out there that it's like this? So if you look at Thailand right now, right, when everything was shut down, the air was clear. But the thing is, you know, because there's so much construction, these developers are so greedy. And of course, the landowners, the Ministry of Land, the mini all the different ministries out here are just unbelievably corrupted. So you got like a whole bunch of condominiums going up. They're doing a bunch of road work. And today, the pollution... In September, we never get pollution in September is at an all-time high. And so, again, with that being said, be, being more helpful to the environment, there's nothing helping right now with the environment. There are no blur, there are no birds flying in the sky, not in this garbage. You know what I mean? And so it's very unfortunate. But again, yes, the, from the environmental perspective, I think depending on, you know, the country, the city, stuff like that, um, I think India could benefit hugely um i think the thing is thailand this has been a problem for decades and again the people who want to clean it up are the very few are, are the same people who are profiting from it the people who need to clean it up are the same people who are profiting from the pollution because there are so many factories in their name that they're obviously you know polluting the shit out of the environment so that's that now number two pyramid schemes let's dive into this so i remember 
there's some clown out there. You know, he was just trying to make a quick buck. Apparently, he's like some ex-investor for Goldman Sachs. And he wanted to make a quick buck and try suing Herbalife. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of Herbalife, uh, but it's basically like this nutrition, you know, this, you know, Herbalife nutrition. The only reason why Herbalife gets such a bad rap is because they call it a multi-level marketing scheme. So if I were to join, which I'm joined, you know, I just haven't bought anything in three years. I just love the protein shakes. I love the vi Everything that it has is unreal. Now, if they took the whole uh, multi-level marketing out of it, it would be the best company, the best health company in the world, you know, but because people are able to sign up and bring people under them, and if they sell a, a specific amount, you're going to go up and stuff like that. It ends up being, it ended up being a target uh, for quite some time by a lot of people who were just trying to make a good buck out of someone's good fortune. And that's what ended up happening. They ended up being sued and all this other garbage. It was very, very unfortunate, but it doesn't, necessarily take away the fact that this is the ultimate product you know the best protein shakes and the most delicious things in the world um you know echinacea man i remember when i used to consume that even the stuff for the skin my face man it's unstoppable now of course there are other companies out there in america like organifi and i really will i, I will be buying some of that because i heard that in some of these superfood green juices it has ashwagandha and all these other things that people just do not buy and do not put into anything because it's just so expensive. So I love going, like, I'm like a very health conscious person now, considering that like a couple of my students have passed away, um, you know, from cancer this year. And I just hear so many other people who are dying uh, of cancer out here in Thailand. Now, obviously living in a disgusting environment where there's tungsten burning in the sky isn't helping. But at the same time, I know what I consume is huge. And if I always buy things in plastic ba bags, which I don't, but if I do, that's going to end up being really, really bad for me in the long run. So in saying that, multi-level marketing schemes, I don't hear so much about it. Again, I still love Herbalife no matter what. Would I make it a business? Probably not. If someone says, hey, I would like to buy my own, I'd be like, okay, great. But I would never look at it as a business. It's just something that I love consuming by myself. You know, but other people, such as my friend today, she she said, oh, I rejoined Herbalife and I actually got doubts about it. I'm like, S Simone, what are you joining Herbalife for? Is it to actually make money? Because if you're joining something just to make money, you've already failed. You have to have a love for it. You have to incorporate it into what you're doing. Well, I love CrossFit. Okay, start being about Herbalife. People are going to ask you, why are you in shape? You're like, oh, well, I do a protein shake. What brand do you use? I use Herbalife. It's really good. Oh, really? Don't shove it down their faces. Just be the product, you know? And I think a lot of people start their intent with starting up businesses and becoming entre and entrepreneurs with their intent in the wrong place. So again, if you are looking to buy a Lamborghini, like a lot of these poor mindset people, if you look at Ty Lopez, he was the ultimate scam guru uh, of 2016-2017. Um, oh my God, there have been so many others. Uh, not uh, no Gary V. No, because he owns a, a multi. He owns a 100 million dollar company. Um, but there are other people out there that are like, hey, buy my course for this price, and I'll give you this. And to be honest with you, it's just a bunch of hot air. So you have to be very weary and careful of these different types of scams. Um, 
Yeah, so in saying that, people, yes, is there a way to make money online, working from home? You already know. You already know. But at the same time, like, how can you provide a service for people who are in desperate need? The moment you find that out is the moment your life will never be the same again. If we look at Japan, okay, big shout out to my Japanese folks. Um, you know, a lot of them, they have normal jobs. Right? What what do they call what what's the phrase they have out there in Japan? Um the the sal salary man. There we go. The salary man. So a guy puts on his suit, goes to work, commutes by train, gets to work, does what he's got to do, get back home, da 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 da, all that good stuff, right? That's the salary man. He's not an entrepreneur. He's not an entrepreneur. Even starting a business like that out there in Japan could be unbelievably costly. However, here in Thailand, if you go to school for four years and you start working at SCG or one of the biggest companies in Thailand, you're only going to start out making $500 to $700 a month. You know, so you've invested all this money, all this time, all these studying hours into school just to make that allotment. That's why a lot of people in Thailand is the number one entrepreneurial country in the world, you know, because people don't want to work salary jobs because obviously that's not paying the bill. And then when things shut down, Guess what? You're not getting any money. Get what I mean? So in saying that, people, there's a lot of research that you have to do into everything, but I hope you guys enjoy this one at the beginning of next month. That's right. Beginning of next month, we're going to be kicking off the season number eight, okay? Intermediate. You guys are going to love this season. This season, that season is going to be a lot longer, um... Because this season, what, it's going to be about 47 episodes, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, about 47 episodes. Um, that season is going to be a lot longer. It could be anywhere between 80 to 90 episodes. And then the Upper Intermediate Season 9, which will be happening probably way later on next year, uh, that's going to be, you know, probably up to 100 episodes. And who knows who I'm going to be bringing on to my podcast and the different collaborations and stuff I'll have at that time, right? So... In saying that, man, I appreciate it so much, people. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. I am your crazy host, as always, and stay tuned for more over and out.